Hi everyone, welcome to another Sunday Zoom meeting and another podcast episode, which will be available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And this week, um, I guess there was discussion in the group over the last two days, and it was in relation to taking the course seriously and doing the course seriously. And I really wanted to to masterclass this in today's episode. So if you're a member of the Facebook group, um, if you're not, you can come and join us. It's A Course in Miracles with Keith, but please agree to the group rules on application so you can be approved as a member. Uh, but if you're in the group, you would be familiar properly with the, uh, the post in question. And, and I said it was a massive mistake to take the course seriously or to treat it as a serious business. And, and I did that because it's your ego that takes things seriously. And so if we're practicing the course like very seriously, um, you know, task mastering ourselves, um, you know, if we're sucking the life the joy out of life by practicing the course it just means we're identifying as an ego because when we connect with the holy spirit uh, the energy is light and and that's why we i i want to really master class uh forgiveness just so we understand that this business of forgiveness this is not a heavy business this is not a difficult business this is not um you know, it's not a serious business. And so I, I really want us to learn. There's, there's a quote I meant to actually find um, before we went online. So let me do a quick search here and see if I can find it. Um, now, let me try and get the paraphrasing on. Just going to give one attempt to find it here with my paraphrasing. If not, I'll just go with the paraphrase. Ah, good. I actually managed to find the quote I wanted. Uh, for once, it's not a course quote. Um, it's my favorite Eckhart Tolle quotes. And if you can understand this, and hopefully by the end of today's uh, episode, uh, you will understand this, then you, you understand the course. And here's the quote. Um, Forgive yourself for not being at peace. The moment you completely accept your non-peace, your non-peace becomes transmuted into peace. Anything you accept fully will get you there, will take you into peace. This is the miracle of surrender. Now that is the miracle of A Course in Miracles also. 
you know, I have in the past seen course people scoff at that quote, and it's a fundamental misunderstanding of the course and what Eckhart Tolle is saying, because it's a beautiful, succinct summary of how the miracle works. Uh, because the miracle is not us beating ourselves over the head with A Course in Miracles. Um, the, the, the miracle is not us, you know, refusing to look at our darkness or trying to pretend our darkness isn't there and go and hide in the light and, you know, everything is fabulous. That's not the miracle at all. Um, let's, let's go with a course quote, uh, one I have used often. The Holy Spirit asks of you but this, bring to him every secret you have locked away from him. Open every door to him and bid him enter the darkness and lighten it away. At your request, he enters gladly. He brings the light to darkness if you make the darkness open to him. But what you hide, he cannot look upon. He sees for you, and unless you look with him, he cannot see. The vision of Christ is not for him alone, but for him with you. Bring, therefore, all your dark and secret thoughts to him and look upon them with him. He holds the light and you the darkness. They cannot coexist when both of you together look upon them. His judgment must prevail and he will give it to you as you join your perception to his. Uh, that's probably the most succinct description of the forgiveness process in the entirety of A Course in Miracles. It's certainly my favourite. So bring to him every secret you've locked away. Well, that, that means your mind. That means what's happening in your mind. That means the guilt that's coming up, the anger, the hate, the spite, the irritation. Bring it to him. Don't pretend it's not there. Don't look away from it. Don't try and change it. This is what we bring to the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, Ken always said that the decision maker joined with the Holy Spirit is a non-judgmental observer. So what's being said here is that you go and you join with the Holy Spirit as a non-judgmental um, observer. Another word for that is awareness. A witness that doesn't have an opinion about what it's witnessing. That's what a non-judgmental observer is. That's what awareness is. And that's what you are. That's your right mind. So we bring all the darkness that's coming up in ourselves to non-judgmental awareness, to opinionless witnessing. And you know, once we have this non-judgmental witnessing of the darkness that's coming up. That's the request to the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is saying, at your request, he enters gladly and he brings the light to darkness if you make the darkness open to him. Now, if you're trying to pretend the darkness isn't there, if you're trying to fix the darkness, if you're trying to fight the darkness, if you're busy beating yourself over the head with the Course in Miracles over your darkness, um, that's not going to work. <laughs> Okay, you have to join with him and become a non-judgmental awareness, an opinionless witness of what it is that's coming up in your mind. Now, that's what you do. You don't feel guilty about it. You don't hate yourself for it. 
you don't consider yourself a failure for it. That's the mistake. That's the trap that we keep falling back into. Okay, but what you hide, he cannot look upon. So the Holy Spirit is not this like separate entity that's out there and that you can give this to him and you don't have to be involved in it. You have to join with the Holy Spirit. You have to become a non-judgmental observer in the Holy Spirit. So the vision of Christ is not for him alone, but for him with you. Bring, therefore, all your dark and secret thoughts to him and look upon them with him. Now, that's our instruction. Everything that comes up in your mind, every little emotional charge that arises, it's that you look at it with the Holy Spirit. And that means you look at it with no judgment, as a witness, without opinion, without commentary. They cannot coexist when both of you together look upon them. His judgment must prevail and he will give it to you as you join your perception to his. So I, I wanted to introduce you to a psychological term. Um, and this is called psychological flexibility. So I've just done a quick search on the internet here and it says... Psychological flexibility can be understood as the capacity to be in contact with the present moment, fully aware of one's thoughts, emotions and sensations, and accepting all of them, including the distressing ones. Okay, now again, this is beautifully A Course in Miracles. This is what Jesus is asking us to do. The huge mistake we keep making is my anger comes up, my pain comes up, my judgment comes up, and instantly what arises? Guilt. What arises? Fear of failure. What do I do? I look away. What do I do? I throw the Holy Spirit out of my mind. I refuse to look. A Course in Miracles is too simple. <laughs> It's not too complicated. That's not why people don't do it. It's too simple. It's too simple. Jesus is telling you there is a way to look at all the darkness that's coming up in you that will make it vanish. And the instruction seems like, like the simplest thing in the world. <laughs> and it is. You look at it without judgment. If you look at the darkness, your pain, your suffering, your anguish, your depression, your anxiety, if you look at it with no judgment of it, if you stop fighting it, if you stop feeling guilty about it, it will vanish. That's the simplicity of the A Course in Miracles message. And that's what, you know, psychologists are discovering when they introduce this psychological flexibility idea into, into counselling and coaching. This works. And the, <laughs> and the hardest thing you're ever going to, like, get is that you look at your ego without feeling guilty about it. 
Doesn't that just seem like the simplest instruction in the world? It's like, let yourself off the hook. Don't beat yourself over the head with A Course in Miracles. Look at your ego with no judgment of it. Very few people are doing that. It takes a long time for us to realize how absolutely simple A Course in Miracles is. Non-judgment is the superpower. It is the superpower of the Holy Spirit. It is what will wipe every shadow from the mind of the Son of God. It's what will restore heaven. The power of non-judgment and non-resistance. And so... You know, in our last two sessions, I wanted to introduce the idea of meditation. And that wasn't with the intention uh, that you would establish a meditation practice. But I, I wanted you to begin to, even if it's only for a moment or two, to feel that there's a part of you that's not the ego. To begin to sense that your being is always peaceful in the background. No matter what's going on in the world and no matter what thoughts and feelings are going on. There is a there is a you, there is a right minded self in behind all of that that is always peaceful. It is the stately calm. It is the quiet center. It is the changeless dwelling place. It's what you are. And the only problem you have is that you think that you are the thoughts and the emotions and the experiences that are going on. And joining with that peace in your mind and identifying with it, that's what it means to join with the Holy Spirit. That's what it means to be the decision maker and not an ego. That's the you that's in the cinema with Jesus. And so, you know, I really sort of felt uh, guided then with every sort of episode that we do going forwards, that we have some kind of experiential element involved in it. You know, we spent a year going over theory <laughs> um, and, you know, masterclassing various different aspects of things. But I really, I really want you to start um, engaging with an experience. Um, now, don't think I don't know <laughs> that loads of you out there when I go, let's do a meditation, go, oh, my God, no, I don't want to do a meditation. I want to be entertained and I want to be titillated with like information and delivery and, you know, a nice, you know, interesting conversation. Don't ask me to do something because um, I've been that soldier. That's called resistance. It's called resistance. And so what I want to talk about then is the ego, well, we, the ego is just a thought system. Um, we, drunk on the ego thought system, made a world uh, that we could blame for the awfulness of separateness. <laughs> okay, that's what we did. 
it's like, well, I don't want to lose my separateness. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind being able to lose the awful guilt and self-hatred I have. Um, and so we, as this one split mind went, okay, make a world, uh, project it out, uh, project myself into the world as trillions and quadrillions of different pieces. And each piece can be without its guilt by blaming every other piece and seeing the fault in them instead of in themselves. So that's, we, that's why we made the world. Um, to hide from God and have somebody else to blame for separateness apart from ourselves. Okay, and that's what the world is. Um, however, you know, that was the script we wrote, which was that I will be unfairly treated and then I will be quite pleased to say, behold me, brother, at your hand I die. Behold me, brother, at your hand I suffer. Behold my suffering. <laughs> Look what you did to me. You're the evil one. The sin is in you. It's not in me. Okay, so that's what we did. And um, uh, But the minute we did that, uh, the Holy Spirit saw the fatal flaw on that plan. And, um, and immediately then, <laughs> the Holy Spirit now has a script, which is the ego script. OK, because suddenly things are going to happen in life and I'm going to feel irritated by them, angry at them, judgmental of them, hating of them. It's what's going to happen. OK. Um, and the Holy Spirit is saying to us, so you watch your life with me. And. The guilt you're seeing in the world is your own. <laughs> That's where you hit it. And so you take it back and we'll undo it together. If you look at it in yourself. If you take responsibility for the fact that the world isn't making you feel anything, all those feelings were already there. You made the world so you could blame it for those feelings. The world is not putting those feelings there. There's no cause in the world. It's a movie smokescreen you threw up to blame for how awful separateness is. The awful limitation and lack and unhappiness and self-hatred that was inherent in choosing to be a separate self. Uh, we made a world so we could blame it instead of ourselves, but stay separate. Um, and so under the Holy Spirit's tutelage, the world is now a classroom. And every scene is coming along and the Holy Spirit is saying to you, here's where you hid your guilt. It's coming up on you. That judgment that's coming up, that hatred for your brother, <laughs> that's your self-hatred. And that's your own guilt projected onto a movie that means nothing. And so that's our practice. The script we wrote with the ego is going to play and we join with the Holy Spirit and we look at all the emotions and feelings that are coming up inside of us and we don't blame the world. We look at every single feeling and judgment that's coming up inside of ourselves and we, we undo projection. We understand this was in me first. The world was made to hide it, to blame for it.
So it doesn't matter what's going on in my life. Whatever feelings are apparently coming up in response or reaction to the world, the feelings were there first. Jesus says, you know, in heaven, in reality, cause and effect are one. They can't be separate. But in the dream, they not only appear to be separate, but they appear to be reversed. So cause looks like effect and effect looks like cause. So I go out and I get mugged and robbed on the street and I end up with anxiety afterwards. It seems like the mugging was the cause and the anxiety and stress and judgment and fear was was the effect. But Jesus is going, yeah, but in the dream, they're reversed. Actually, the mugging happened. It was written in the script because of that fear and pain and hurt and guilt that was already there. And if I have the Holy Spirit as my teacher, then now this event is my teacher. It's my classroom. It's my lesson. Because the, the guilt and the fear that was unconscious now is conscious. I'm seeing it in the world. I'm seeing it in the situation that there it's projected. All I have to do is undo the projection and go, let me look at these feelings in myself, divorced from the movie, divorced from what's happening in the world. The Holy Spirit has just used the world, the crazy um, nightmare dream movie that we wrote. Uh, the Holy Spirit has repurposed it and is now using it and is saying to me, okay, look, it seems like this is a response to the movie. It is not. Uh, you wrote the movie because of what's coming up inside of you. So let's take responsibility for the feelings without blaming the movie. So that's the first step of our forgiveness process is that we undo projection. Now, This is where we fall into the trap of going, oh, my God, there's fear coming up. Oh, my God, there's hate coming up. Oh, my God, there's anger coming up. Uh, I'm doing the wrong thing. I am reacting to the world. Um, I'm too embarrassed to even look at the Holy Spirit. I'm going to throw him out of my head. Uh, what do I do? What do I do? How do I apply my forgiveness formula? How, how, how do I be a better holy ego rather than a bad ego? <laughs> um, and what we need to understand is that the self that we're trying to fix doesn't exist. That's the ego. You know, so we're saying things like, well, you know, that always pushes my buttons. No, it doesn't. It pushes the ego's buttons. You are the beingness in behind all the mess, which is always peaceful. That's what you are. It doesn't push your buttons. How do I become better at forgiveness? You can't. Not when you're identifying as the ego. You know, so, so what do I do then to like practice the course and how do I become? Nothing. See, you remember what you are and then you need do nothing. 
let's take another um, quotation here. This is from lesson 193. And as we practice, let us think about all things we saved to settle by ourselves. Instead of with as non-judgmental awareness in the Holy Spirit, that is. As we practice, let us think about all things we save to settle by ourselves as an ego and kept apart from healing. Let us give them all to him who knows the way to look upon them so they will disappear. So they'll disappear. No matter what's going on. It doesn't matter if you've just been mugged. There's a way to look on the emotions that are coming up in you that will make them disappear. And it's foolproof. <laughs> and it always works. And it will work every single time. But you have to learn this way of looking. And the only thing you need to learn how to do is to look without commenting to look without an opinion. To look without judgment or label. To look without saying it's good or it's bad or it's right or it's wrong. I mean, this is, this is the course in a nutshell. Jesus is saying, if you join with the Holy Spirit as a non-judgmental observer, whatever you're looking at will disappear. In terms of your inner world, your, your your emotions and beliefs and thoughts and all the mess that's in there. Jesus is saying, if you look at that with me, that will disappear. So, let's have a look at another quote here. Think of the love of animals for their offspring and the need they feel to protect them. That is because they regard them as part of themselves. No one dismisses something he considers part of himself. You react to your ego much as God does to his creations with love, protection and charity. Your reactions to the self you made are not surprising. In fact, they resemble in many ways how you will one day react to your real creations, which are as timeless as you are. The question is not how you respond to the ego, but what you believe you are. If you look at the ego with no judgment, you will feel what you are. And it's not the ego. Because egos can't do that. The ego was birthed in judgment and sustained by judgment. You know, Jesus says, how do you awaken? He says, it's a dream of judgment. You must judge not, and then you'll awaken. 
So non-judgment is the end of the ego. The ego and non-judgment cannot coexist. Really, the ego is judgment, and the Holy Spirit is non-judgment. Let's take another quote. Actually, before we do, um, I, I think this the, the quote we've just read, think of the love for animals for their offspring and the need they feel to protect them. That is because they regard them as part of themselves. Nobody dismisses something he considers part of himself. So if you have something nearby on the counter, it's a cup or a pen uh, or a piece of paper or whatever else the case may be, pick something up in your hands and just grasp it like that in your fist. Squeeze tight. Now, if you hold that position for long enough, that's going to feel like your normal way of being. And if you just held that for like the next 15 minutes, the effort wouldn't actually be required anymore for you to keep that hand squeezed like that. It would just kind of do it by itself. And then you'd have to apply yourself um, to letting go. Otherwise, it would just kind of default like that. Well, that's what you're like. What you are is a pure awareness. And that pure awareness has got mixed up in a concept of the self. Experience and thoughts and feelings. And so you think the experiences that you've had and your thoughts and your feelings and your likes and your dislikes as a result of them, you think that's part of you. So you think you're this. You don't think you're a hand. You think you're a hand and what it's grasping. That's the condition that we find ourselves in and that Jesus comes in to address. He's saying, but you're not that. That's not what you are. So he's inviting us to come back where he is, into a place of non-judgment. To discover what we are, which is not what we're grasping. The stories and the experiences and the thoughts and the feelings and the pain and the suffering. He's like, but you're not that. What suffers isn't part of you. And if you come where I am, if you look with me the way I'm teaching you to look, you'll know what you are and you'll realize what you're not and you'll let it go. So if you're still holding something in your arm, just loosen your fist and turn your hand upside down and let it go. You can do that with every single emotion or suffering that ever happens to you. Because it's not part of you. It's just what you're holding on to. It's what you're grasping. But it's not you. 
So let's take another quote. How can you, who are God's meaning, perceive yourself as absent from it? You can see yourself as separated from your meaning only by experiencing yourself as unreal. This is why the ego is insane. It teaches you that you are not what you are. That is so contradictory, it is clearly impossible. That's chapter 7, The Gifts of the Kingdom. So the ego would have you convinced that you are the story. All the experiences that you're grasping. The ego is saying, don't let that go. Don't let your pain go. Don't let the experiences that you've had go. Cling to them. Because it's trying to convince you that you're something you're not. The fist and what it's clenching. But you're just the hand. What suffers isn't part of me. So you, you have lost yourself in identification with what you're not. Thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and stories, and history. And so the ego convinces you that you're something that you're not. And Jesus wants to teach you what you are. And he says, I can do that really simply if you just look at your ego with me. Because you'll realize you're what is with me looking and not what you're looking at. What you're looking at is the content of the fist. If you look at it with me, which means with no judgment, no opinion of it, no non-resistance to it. You'll feel your identity with me and know that you're not the content of the fist. You're not what you're looking at. You're what's looking. And the upset will vanish. Let's have another quote here. Uh, workbook 193 again. This is the lesson God would have you learn. There is a way to look on everything that lets it be to you another step to him and to salvation of the world. To all that speaks of terror, answer thus, I will forgive and this will disappear. Now, forgiveness, forgiveness is looking at something with no judgment of it. That's what forgiveness is. It's letting go of judgment. So forgiveness is looking at your ego without judging it. It's not beating yourself over the head with the course. It's not feeling like a failure. <laughs> Um, you know, it's not feeling dreadful shame and guilt. It's none of that. It's looking at your ego without judging it. It's looking at your suffering without judging it. And if you do that, it'll vanish. Jesus continues, To every apprehension, every care, and every form of suffering, repeat these self-same words. And then you hold the key that opens heaven's gate and brings the love of God the Father down to earth at last to raise it up to heaven. Forgiveness of your ego. 
if you look at it without judgment. No suffering can stand. No suffering can stand. And as it releases, it's replaced by your sense of what you truly are. The peace in behind all the nonsense. Let's see. Now, that's all the quotes I wanted to talk about today. So let's talk about what happens in your life. Something happens and you lose your rag and you're a mess and you're anxious and you're angry and you're hating. And what you do is you have to, to join with the Holy Spirit, you must enter into non-judgment and non-resistance. That's all you have to do. Again, non-judgment, non-resistance, that's the salvation of the world. That's the light of the world. And it's what you are. You're not the ego that you're feeling bad about. <laughs> you are the non-judgment and non-resistance. That's what you really are. Sure, the ego wants you to think you're not something you're not, which is the thoughts and the feelings and the stories and the narratives and the commentary, uh, but it's not what you are. And to discover what you are, all you have to do is look at it with non-judgment and non-resistance. So in the middle of a mess, big ego attack, what do you do? You say to yourself, can I allow this? That's what you say to yourself. Not, where's the course so I can beat myself over the head with it? Not, look at me failing again. Not, let me hide from the Holy Spirit because of my shame. What you say to yourself is, can I allow this? This is my guilt coming up. This is why we do the course. This should be celebrated. Because there's no other way home. So in the middle of this, all you do is you come to your senses and go, aha, look what's happening. This was in me first. I'm not going to blame the world for it. This is in me because I'm identifying as separate, as an ego. Can I allow this? You know, Jesus says, the ego analyzes, the Holy Spirit allows. So if you want to join yourself with the Holy Spirit, you have to allow it. Can I allow this? Can I allow this spite and pain and anger and anxiety, depression? Can I allow this? That's what you do. Even better, can I welcome this? Can I welcome this? It's a lovely word because it implies a complete lack of judgment 
and a complete non-resistance. Can I welcome this? Now the power of heaven stands by your side. Can I welcome this? This darkness that's coming up to be cleared, to be healed. Can I welcome this? That's where the power is. Non-judgment, non-resistance. Can I welcome this? Can I in no way oppose it? Can I in no way analyze it? Can I simply welcome this experience? Why is that the most powerful thing in the world for anyone to be able to do? Because an ego can't do it. As soon as you, can I welcome this? And you welcome it. The Holy Spirit is shining in your mind. And you can't but feel it. And I welcome this darkness. And I allow it with the Holy Spirit. And you feel an identity, an identity that's not the darkness. You feel your identity as the hand and not what it's grasping. Can I allow this? Not fight it, not choose against it, not try to fix it, not feel guilty about it, not feel like a failure over it, not have shame over it, not sort of grasp it to myself and go, I need this, I'm going to throw the Holy Spirit out of my mind so I can freak out. No. Can I allow the freaking out? And I welcome the freaking out. Now a whole different dimension of consciousness is opened up inside of you. The you that's welcoming is not the darkness. And as long as you hold that welcoming, allowing, non-judgment, you are holding hands with the Holy Spirit. You are where Jesus is. And the dropping of the suffering is inevitable. You just have to wait until your fear diminishes and you identify as what is welcoming. And you, you feel that you're the hand. You're not what the hand is grasping. What suffers isn't part of me. God's son can suffer nothing and I am his son. That's what you do. Step one. The world's not making you feel anything. You made the world as the one split mind we all are. Um, to blame for what's coming up inside of you. <laughs> okay, so step one is 
What's coming up in you is down to you. The world isn't doing it to you. That's what's in you. Now what do we do with it? We allow it. We welcome it. That's why Jesus says your brother is your saviour. Because you're going to project all this unconscious stuff out onto your brother. And now it's not unconscious anymore. Now you can undo it. That's why Jesus keeps saying in the course, your brother is your saviour. Because you're going to project all your darkness onto him. And blame him for it. And then you can go, aha. I know what I'm up to. I'm on to me. Okay. And so you go and you join with the Holy Spirit. Which means you have to become non-resistance and non-judgment. So how do you do that? You allow the darkness that's coming up. You don't touch it. You don't feel guilty about it. You don't feel like a failure about it. That's the trap. That's the only trap. Feeling guilty about the ego. Which sustains the ego. Whatever the darkness is, you drop the stories and you allow it. Can I allow it? Can I really allow this? Can I really welcome this? Can I really welcome this? And the minute you completely welcome it, it's gone. Because you will know yourself as that which is welcoming. Not the insane voice talking to itself. And not the suffering that isn't part of you. So you can just experience yourself as the hand, letting go of what's not the hand. The thoughts, the stories, the feelings, the narrative. It's that simple, folks. So your course practice isn't serious. It's really light. No matter what comes up in you, you say, can I allow this? Can I welcome this? And the minute you align yourself with the non-judgment and non-resistance of the Holy Spirit, the darkness vanishes. What suffers isn't part of me. What's in the hand isn't the hand. It's let go of. Okay, so to finish, I just wanted to say, let's return to our Eckhart Tolle quote. Forgive yourself for not being at peace. The moment you completely accept your non-peace, your non-peace becomes transmuted into peace. Anything you accept fully will get you there, will take you into peace. This is the miracle of surrender. Why surrender? Because love doesn't oppose. Can I allow this? Can I welcome this? And the minute I step into that, I am no longer the ego and the suffering can't stand. The guilt can't stand and the judgment can't stand. Okay, so let's throw things open for some comments or questions. So over to you, lovely co-host, Eli. Is yes, there anything we, in the chat box? 
Yes, there is. And I'd like to start there. Elaine has her hand up, but I think we should uh, start with a chat. And it sure. uh, started with your first quote. Um, someone asked where the one from Eckhart Tolle, where you got that one from? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure exactly which book um, that is from on Eckhart Tolle, and it doesn't give it on my. Um, do, do your own. Um, you can do your own search on it. Uh, there'll be his transcript on the YouTube video here. You can even search for it. But uh, I'm not sure which exact book he wrote that in. I'm. I would hazard a guess and say it's either a New Earth or um, the Power of Now. Um, so that's that. What's next? The other is your first quote about uh, the forgiveness from, you quoted it from the Course in Miracles after you had said, quoted the Eckhart Tolle. And what's the question? It, they wonder where it came from, what uh, what section of the Course it came from. Okay. I don't recall I think, you mentioning I think, that. I think that was chapter four, the illusions of the ego. Um um section two and that's the one where it said think of the animals for their offspring um and the need they feel to protect them no it was like, the quote sorry i've interrupted but it was the quote no, actually the one before that the very first quote that you mentioned that talked about forgiveness and and once you finished it you had said like that's forgiveness in a nutshell okay yes okay right we know that's the um the holy spirit asks of you but this bring to him every secret you've locked away from him yes so that's from chapter 14 um let me double check the exact reference so it's chapter 14 teaching for truth section seven sharing perception with the holy spirit and again sharing perception with the holy spirit means complete non-judgment and non-resistance and the minute you do that, you experience that as what you are and not the darkness that you're looking at. You experience yourself as the hand and not what it's grasping, which is the thoughts and feelings and stories. Thanks, Eli. So what's next? Okay, there's one more. And this is from Esther. She asks, does the ego have a version of awareness? No. Yeah. Because uh, again, aware, awareness, the very nature of awareness is the absence of judgment. Um, and so if you like, the, the decision maker joined with the ego um, is a judge. And the decision maker joined with the Holy Spirit is awareness, is non-judgment and non-resistance. Yeah. So that's it for the chat box? Yes, uh, we can go to Maurice. Um, Elaine did have her hand up, but she's uh, put it down now. So Elaine, if no you problem. still wanted to say something, please raise your hand again. In the meantime, we'll let Maurice go ahead. Sorry, couldn't make out what you were saying? Can you Obviously, hear me? Not really, yes, Elaine, no. No, you keep cutting out, Elaine. So um, if you want to put your question in the chat box, we'll address it for you, Elaine. What a question. It was just we're, a recent miracle. 
we're, we're getting a notice that your network bandwidth is low. So if you put your question into the um, chat box, Elaine, we can answer it for you. And let's go to Maurice. Maurice, yes. Hi. Hi, Maurice. Hi, hi, um, Keith. Um, I'm feeling I'm very, very deeply moved right now. I am um, good. I'm calling from Australia. Yeah, I'm so moved, man. It's, it's just fucking incredible what's happening. <laughs> I, I'm calling, oh man, unbelievable. My life has just unbelievably changed since I met you, man. Um, I did a Course in Miracles um, uh, workshop. It left me incredibly devastated. Then I had this experience. I was helped when I was saw the devastation that was happening inside of me for my own grievances. And it felt like the Holy I felt like I'd been Helen Keller. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit had come in and taught me and finally made contact with me. Cool. And then I met you. <laughs> and then your life was wrecked again. <laughs> but no, not at all. It's just been incredible. It's just been so the other day. Oh, I've, I've been a course student 26 years. The other day I was about to go down a spiral. And I went, I'm never upset for the reason that I think. Yeah. I went, these people are not abandoning me. I'm abandoning myself right now. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. And I was, I was I'm incredible. I was able yeah. to process the whole thing. And then the next day, incredible depression, no yeah. problem. And I came back up and it's been fucking amazing since then, man. Brilliant. <laughs> incredible. And it's so apt what you said today, because I was wanting to talk to you about it. It's actually really simple. Way really simple. And it's almost ineffable. Yeah. The process is very light, very simple. Yeah. And, the, and the moment I go into my right mind, it's just, it's actually just love. It just feels All the like shadows love. vanish. All the shadows vanish. Straight yeah, away, just all vanish. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's just um, now, if anyone's listening to that, it, it, it takes a little bit of practice to get to that place. None of us felt love straight away. But if you practice, I'm never upset for the reason I think. And if you learn how to um, do what the Holy Spirit does, which is the Holy Spirit, uh, the ego analyzes, the Holy Spirit allows, and you become the allowing, you become the space in which it's happening, and you and you feel your true nature as the space and not what's happening, and and your true nature is um, peace and joy and love, just like Morris is saying. And I love Morris. I love when you say I'm abandoning me because that's exactly what we do. We abandon. Uh, the truth of what we are as God created us, um, the memory of that, which is the Holy Spirit in our mind, non-judgmental awareness, the allowing, the non-resistance, the non-judgment. We abandon that to lose ourselves to ego thoughts and feelings and stories. So I, I, I love that. I'm abandoning me. That is that is the only mistake we ever make is abandoning what I am to be what I'm not. Yes, absolutely incredible. And I just... Uh, uh... I want to just so deeply thank you first that the Holy Spirit is speaking through this lovely gay Irish person to me, an ordinary person, <laughs> honestly, man, person who's been in the gutter, right? Who knows you know, <laughs> the darker side of life like myself and Absolutely. Doesn't, put, doesn't put himself above me. Like you're not some teacher. You're just like me. That's, that's Absolutely. Profound. Yeah. profound, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Profound. And the sharing that we're all, 
doing it together on this Zoom. We're all exposed, and that's unbelievable. But also, yeah. I want to really honor you for your extraordinary clarity of intellect without being intellectual. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's truly fucking astounding. No, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's, like razor, it's razor sharp and so helps me to stay on focus. Oh, I'm so pleased. And and, and 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 get my own clarity. So it's it's mind blowing what's going on. And I just I'm so deeply grateful, man. Thank you very much, Morris. Thank you. So where should we go next, Eli? Shall we go to Vishali? Yes, we should. Go ahead, Vishali. Hello. Um, I ditto what Maurice was saying about your teachings, uh, Keith. So thank you. I've been studying the course for a very long time and with some great teachers, but I really appreciate what you're doing. So I kind of put my attention on you for now and probably for a long time because it's wonderful. So thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So that, that being said, I did enter into a conversation on your stream and I know I can answer my own question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay. Um, it was about, <clears throat> it was about, you know, the fact that I have my mother in New York. I live in Arizona. That's like several States away. Um, and she has dementia. I have siblings there. And the fact is, is that they do take care of her. She's still alive, but I could see like just someone being with her more often would be beneficial to her all the way around. But actually in this moment, nobody actually can. My sister doesn't have the space. My brother does see her every day. I live miles away and I just feel <laughs> guilty. Well, there it is. <laughs> but I also feel that there's there's gotta be right action. And then when that's all the ego speaking, and then when I step back and just really want to release it into the Holy Spirit, I know a miracle could come through that I'm not even aware is possible. Um, and, and I think it's that place of, of I get stuck in the non-trusting, you know, like, well, geez, I, we need to do this, 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 and this. And it's like, well, maybe not. Maybe I could just surrender in a way that I'm not even sure how to allow a different possibility. So... And, and, I, and I do, I am left with a lot of feelings. Like I wish I could live there, but my business is here. Mm -hmm. so, um, I, I'm not retired. So I have to, you know, still work at the moment. But I mm -hmm. have a business here and not there. Okay. So, um, so the fact that this is still coming up for you as a guilt um, and a suffering and a worry and a fear um, the fact that that's still happening means you 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 haven't finished having this healed yet. Um, so so when you think about the situation with your mother and you you, you remember that situation with your mother, um, can you just allow that? Can you welcome that for a moment? Completely welcome. Welcome, welcome our feeling. Yes. Can you just completely welcome that whole memory situation of the situation with your mother? Just completely welcome it. Just even on the inside, do this. Um, so, you know, what we do is we close down, we contract as an ego. And what we want to do is open up spiritually instead. So just on the inside, do this. And just welcome those feelings that are there. Yes. And can you let them go? Yes. Can you see what's beyond them? 
can I see what's beyond? Well, then there's then there's fear. I mean, if that yes, what's beyond? So let's you know, welcome that. Let's welcome that. Can can you just welcome the fear there? Can you allow that fear to be there? Can you welcome it being there? Yes. Can you feel that welcoming? Yes. And what's happening with the fear? In this moment, it dissipates. It goes. And what's beyond? Then, then there's more. There is more allowing and peace. There is just more. I'm, I'm just in this moment, two thousand miles away, and I'm letting go of my feelings of the situation. Mm -hmm. And as you're releasing that. Can you feel your identity as what is allowing? Yeah. Yes. What's that like? It's 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 more, it's like it's a solid presence. It's like it's a presence, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a presence. It's just like it's just and it's just whose presence is it? It's no claim i can't claim the presence is me it's it's just a, correct it's not it's not Vishali, no. but it is you but it is you yeah, it's not it's not the identity i'm still identified with the story <clears throat> i'm still identified with the, the beingness i'm still identified with that mother because i want and and when i when i think about it in this way though too i go and and there's still a low lady two thousand miles away that could use more support you know, so um, but the presence you're asking, going back to where you, where you left me off. Yes, the presence is just a, a strength and a presence of being. Yeah, so each time that comes up as fear or a guilt or um, whatever else the case may be, uh, you want to bring that to the Holy Spirit, which means you welcome it. This is the darkness coming up so it can be cleared. So can you continue with that process yourself? Because here's the thing. Yes. To hear the still small voice of the Holy Spirit, you have to return your mind to peace. And by returning your mind to peace, you transmit that peace to your mother. Doesn't matter where she is in the universe. That's how you're truly helpful. And what's more, you will just know what the right thing to do when the time comes is. But what will what will stop you from hearing that voice is the guilt. All this chatter, all this, you know, the guilt. Yeah, it's, like, it's still here, but there's still a little old lady over there. And again, it's, it's this story. I, I can't, I mean, I know it's a dream and, and we're not even here. And I can say, she, but I don't want to dismiss that. That would be the wrong kind of um, denial. You know, um, it, it's just, oh yeah, right. And she's over there and over here. She's not even real. Yeah. She, there is somebody there that needs support and you're in and but I the think... ego analyzes and the holy spirit allows so you want to practice with you want to continue going with this with your allowing mm -hmm. and your welcoming of all this darkness so you can let it go so you I can clear it, it. Yes, okay yes. and by returning your mind to peace that peace shines in your mother's mind as well and what's more 
when it's time for you to know what to do, you will know what to do from the peace. You will not know what to do from the guilt and the fear and the anxiety in the stories. Absolutely. Yeah. So can you work on that? I can. And that was very, very beneficial. I mean, yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you. You welcome it. You allow it and you welcome it. That's what you do. So you don't beat yourself around the head with the course. That's what you're doing. You're going, well, I feel so guilty. And maybe maybe I, if I, maybe I should just let my business go. Maybe I should be with my mother, but I can't do that. And you just reckon your whole head with the whole thing. And you'll never hear the Holy Spirit. How, how could he shout over that? Exactly. exactly. Um, and so you have one job, which is to return your own mind to peace. And that's very simply by looking at the darkness uh, without resistance, without judgment. Um, and... And, and the more you do it, the more you will feel what you are behind the stories, behind the concept of the self. And it's a pure awareness that's always peaceful, joyful, and love. So remember, I'm never upset for the reason I think. You are not upset about the situation with your mother. Um, and as long as you think you are, you can't you can't clear the upset of being an ego. Yep. So your only job is to return your mind to peace and then you'll know what to do. Love will express itself through you. It will meet the needs of the situation. Thank you. Pleasure. Yeah, uh, so where should we go next, Eli? Did I lose Eli? <laughs> anyway they've unmuted themselves we're ready to go go ahead dan and Teresa. go ahead guys <laughs> oh thank you i'm loving the questions i'm loving your answers so thank you keith um where are you let me see where you oh there you are okay so <laughs> um <clears throat> i'm getting so much clarity so thank you thank you for that um I've got, there's something else that's still on my mind, and so I wanted to mention it. Um, Go ahead. There was a talk last night, and the person, the speaker said about, um, if you're feeling, whenever you feel angry or guilty or, or judgy or something like that, without, without even giving it one moment of thought, just write down your first thought. So my first thought is, uh, God's not going to love me. Now, that was quite a surprise. I had no idea that that was somewhere in there. And somebody else's thought was, God is disgusted with them. Yeah. So I thought, whoa. And then what was amazing for me is that uh, this person that said, God is disgusted with me, recognize now this might be um analyzing because i love analyzing i i try not to so much uh, these days but so i might be getting a little confused with an analyzing now but uh, she said she realized that she had transferred that disgust from from her parents onto god and then the penny dropped i thought oh my goodness you know, all my life it was be good, be good, be good, be good. And the only reason I was good was so that, you know, if I wasn't good, I wouldn't be loved is, is what was in my mind. But it was for my parents, not for God. Yeah. So then I thought, oh, my goodness, I've been plunking this nonsense onto, onto God all these years. Um, 
so that was interesting to to know that and i also um remember before the course i was in 12 step program and they um talk a lot about they use the word cunning that the ego is cunning and stuff like that and i thought to myself yes you know i can i can really hide or the ego can really hide what's definitely going on so i can't bring it to the light yes um, you know so um that's changing a lot that's you know i do i do feel much more now and when i have a feeling i uh, I, th I just love the way you say welcome it yes <laughs> just welcome it <laughs> and bring you know so i just want to thank you and i wanted to share that i don't know if you oh thanks Teresa. and just the the interesting thing is you know because because you're saying well this was like something that started with my parents and i've transferred it onto god and actually the reverse is true <laughs> it was always to do with god and you transferred it onto the movie of your parents <laughs> because there's only one relationship uh, which is the relationship with God. And, you know, and we're just, we're, we're playing that out in the movie with each other. So, you know, there's a part in the course where Jesus says that, you know, the, the desire to make guilty is always for God. You know, we might think it's for someone in the movie, but no, we wrote the movie so we didn't have to look at our battlefield that we think we're on with God. So that's just a little interesting um, observation as well. Thanks, Teresa. So where should we go next, Eli? Okay, Tess, the floor is yours. You can unmute yourself. Yes. Go for it, Tess. Yes. Thank you, Eli. Well, I have a question. Don't start mm -hmm. to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Keith, I wrote it down. Eh? Keith, <laughs> is it normal that the guilt comes back and back and back and back again, even stronger and stronger since I am in the forgiveness business? Sometimes it is so strong for so long, for instance, the whole day, I want to walk away from it. But that doesn't work either anymore because there is no way to go. Yes. So what you're not doing is allowing it. Okay. What you're doing is the guilt's coming up and you're going, oh my God, this guilt is here. What do I do? Let me try and do a formula. That's not really working for me. Let me try and do a different formula. Um, I shouldn't be feeling this as a course in miracle students. This me, am I doing forgiveness wrong? Maybe I'm doing it wrong. That's what's going on. And so what you want to do, um, Tess, is you want to relax, not the guilt. That's not going to relax. You relax. Remember, you're the hand. You're not what the hand is grasping, which is the guilt. So what you want to do is you want to relax in behind emotions and feelings and thoughts of guilt. And you want to ask yourself, can I really allow this? That's how you join with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit allows. Can I allow this? Can I welcome this? See, because what you're doing is you're going, here's the darkness. I can't have the darkness. This shouldn't be here. And you're trying to fight the darkness. And that fuels the darkness. So instead, what you do is you allow and you welcome the darkness. And the darkness can't stand against that. Okay. Okay. So, you know, um. And so what you're doing is you're bringing the non-peace, which is the guilt, and you're bringing it to peace. And the peace will annihilate it. But there needs to be a peace to which you bring the non-peace. So you see, we make the mistake that the non-peace comes up and we become non-peaceful about the non-peace. 
And then the whole non-peace just gets fuels and it continues and it can't clear. And instead, we want to bring the non-peace to the peace. How do you bring non-peace to peace? Become peaceful with the non-peace being there. Yeah, yeah you have you, to take it there. Yeah. So you allow it yeah. and you welcome it. And yeah. now that peace that's observing the non-peace, the non-peace can't stand against it. Thank you. Can you feel I, that, Tess? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very powerful realization that we don't fight the darkness. We become peaceful with it being there. Yeah, I, I and can then we're feel not the it. darkness. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, I feel frightened to allow it. To allow which? Uh, to, to allow uh, the memory. To allow the memory and the guilt be there. Allow the guilt, yeah. Okay, so can you um can you feel that 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 fear there, Tess? Now. Yes. Can you fully allow it to be there? Could you? Could you allow it to be there? Could you welcome the fear now? And you feel like you can welcome it. Just on the yes. inside, Tess. On the inside, just do this. Yes. And welcome the fear. What no. happens to the fear? Yeah. What happens to the fear? It goes away. It goes, doesn't it? And... Uh, uh, a soft smile comes instead. It does. And so if we go back to the guilt now that the fear is gone, can you welcome and allow the guilt? Yeah. And what happens to the guilt? Yeah, the guilt goes away. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> so your job task is every time it comes back you welcome so, yeah, it yeah yeah that's my question because uh, when it comes back i do always now the same thing allowing yeah. it allowing it allowing yeah. it my hands yeah. allowing it allowing it. okay i will go on and i, I tell you next week uh, <laughs> good how it and so <laughs> and so importantly Tess, when you allow and you welcome yeah. You are one with the Holy Spirit. Okay. It is your right mind, non-judgmentally aware of your wrong mind. Okay. Yeah. Thank so you. So that's so you are the welcoming. You're not what's being welcomed. You are the hand. You're not what it's grasping, which is its sense of false identity and guilt and pain and suffering. Um once you once you Immerse yourself in that opening, that welcoming, that uh, allowing. Um, now you're where Jesus is. And the darkness can't stand against it. Yeah. And for all of us, our whole day is about the darkness coming back again. And we bring it to Jesus. We bring it to this non-judgment 
non-resistance, allowing and welcoming. And that's that's the journey home test. Just take one footstep at a time <laughs> back home with the Holy Spirit that way. Okay. We do it together. Thanks, Tess. Huh? We do it yeah. together. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Tess. You. Thank you, brothers. <laughs> so where should we go next, Eli? Okay, Sharon. You can go uh, ahead. Hi, Sharon. Thank you. Um so instead of allowing my fear, I'm just going to talk about it. You can mute me and knock me off the meaning. <laughs> go ahead, Sharon. Go ahead. So here I am, assuming you have, and this is also, I know, crazy, insane ego. Assuming you have some inside track to God and what God is like. I'm going to ask two questions. The thing that seems to block me a lot from just working toward peace, which I've done in my very early years in life and had a lot of success with it, but lately I can't, I feel guilty if I'm at peace, if I, if I just accept the atonement for myself and just accept peace and forgiveness and focus on peace in my heart, I, the guilt is horrible and I have this superstition that God will just strike the people I love dead or in some horrible thing like that's what god would do if i selfishly look for peace in myself so do you know if god will do that or even if there's like a crazy ego god that will do that i know i'm just looking for reassurance no no um no <laughs> um you know that peace is where you rest in god welcoming, allowing, non-judging, um, witnessing without opinion that we're talking about, um, that is how you rest in God. And no darkness or guilt can stand against it, Sharon. But there's there's no God that's smiting anyone. God doesn't believe in the world. There's no world, Sharon. <laughs> God like doesn't a, believe in the world. So he's bit. not going to go smiting anything. <laughs> What if I created like a bad God that's going to do that? Does that have power? No. You said no? Mm -hmm. Doesn't have any power. You can't do it. So, um, you know, all you're saying, Sharon, is I have a fear of God. Well, everyone does, because the only fear there is is the fear of God. <sighs> So, you know, so again, Sharon, can you, all these like fears and apprehensions and guilt in your mind, can you now completely allow them to be there? Completely allow oh, them to be there. Oh, yes, Keith, now. I mean, I'm almost high from this meeting at this point, but, you know, it's later. I don't, my mind just goes back to, I yeah, love you. Yeah, I love uh, you. Good, 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 good. So you're saying you're high now, and then when you go away, your mind takes over with the crazy again. So yeah. later on, Sharon, can you allow the crazy? Yeah, I mean, the crazy... And can you, can you welcome the crazy? What I can't welcome is the possibility of harm to my loved ones. That thought holds on for me. 
Okay, well, that's that's an irrational fear that you have there because it's got nothing to do with the course practice. The course, your course practice will only bless people. The more you, the more peace you find in your own mind, the more you will extend to everyone in your life and the more you will allow them to um, undo difficult lessons in their life that might otherwise have to be learned so that you can only bless the world, Sharon, with your peace. Your peace isn't going to cause people non-peace, quite the contrary. That is interesting. And I know I'm stuck in a superstitious thing. Yeah, I can't, but again, but again, yeah. you see, okay, you're the hand and it's holding on to a superstition. But the superstition isn't you, Sharon. Mm. You can let it go. And you don't lose what you are. You lose what you're not. You don't lose what's real. You lose what's unreal. This is really strong stuff. The fear of God, because I was taught it from a little child. And, mm -hmm. you know. And again, and again, Sharon, the fear of God is just what you're holding in your fist. And you've yeah. held it in your fist that long that you think it's part of you. But what suffers isn't part of you. You can let it go. And and the way you get to that, Sharon, is by witnessing it with the Holy Spirit. You allow it and you don't uh, you know, fight it. You, you welcome it because it's your darkness coming up so it can be cleared. So this is coming up in you so it can be cleared. So what I would ask you to do is to, during the week, you welcome Remember, the only the only way you can do the course wrong is when the crazy starts and you go, oh, my God, I can do it during the meetings. I can't do it on my own. Look at the crazy. Oh, I can't believe it. No. You see, what you're not doing is welcoming it and saying, here's my darkness rising so I can have it cleared. Let me allow it to be there. Let me watch the fireworks with Jesus of the Holy Spirit. And no one's going to die because I did that. No, listen, the script is, Sharon, the script is written. <laughs> the world was over long ago. Everything that's going to happen is going to happen anyway. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. You know, the, I, the movie's I, in the can. The movie is shot. You know, you can't, there's no revisions of the movie. Everything that's going to happen has already happened. So, so no. What, what, okay, listen, everyone's going to die and they're going to die when they're going to die, Sharon, but that's got nothing to do with the peace in your mind. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, it's the opposite of how I always think that it's my fault. Everyone got hurt. But. Oh, it's so ugly what I really think, but it's so helpful to talk to you. And I really. And can you and can you allow what you really think, Sharon? Can you allow it now? Can you welcome it now? Ah. Can you welcome it, Sharon? Feel that. Listen, on the on the inside, do this. Oh, it just makes me want to cry. That's all. Just... That's right. That's that's perfect. <laughs> the Holy Spirit does that. <laughs> and those are good tears, right? Yeah. Because you can feel the darkness melting. 
can't you? Can you feel that healing? All you had to do was welcome it and the Holy Spirit does the rest. <laughs> well done. Well, be continued. Thank you. Well done. So where should we go next, Eli? Nicole, you can go ahead and unmute yourself. Hey, everyone. Hi. Glad Hi, to Nicole. be here. Hi. Um, I just have a breakthrough that I want to share with you all um, that happened to me this week. I have been learning to not touch um, the ego, like what you teach Keith to not try to push it down or like in my head, allow. try to come up with the formula. Yeah, yeah right. Allow, just, welcome, just don't allow. touch. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I'm just, I didn't touch it. So I would apply the steps. I'd be calm. Like even when I'm going through work, I'm like, Hey, I'm never upset for the reason. I think I was just doing it as often as possible. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, I had this experience for probably about two days, Keith, where it literally felt, first of all, I felt this, this love, this love yes. and this freedom come over me. Yep. And then I, yep. I mean, I was immediately bawling and crying. It was such an incredible Beautiful. breakthrough. And I'm telling Beautiful. you, there were moments to where it's like I didn't feel like I was here. It's it's kind of diff it's difficult for me to put into words. I just didn't feel no, here. I get it. But it, I but it was an yes, Keith. And I was like, can I feel this way all the time? So like, even <laughs> even 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 because I don't know if you remember me. Like I do like panic attacks happen here and there. I'm telling you, even when I was getting them, mm -hmm. there was nothing. I did not. There was no type of like emotional response. It was very. I'm just learning to look at it and go about my day, not yeah. add these stories to it. So I'm just like, oh yeah. my God, this is incredible. So yeah, this week, it yeah, yeah, it's so you've, incredible. You've gotten it. I mean, listen, yes. what, what you've got, Nicole, is what I is what I keep endeavoring to have everyone in the group realize. And it's just, it, it takes such a long time. It takes such repetition, which is mm -hmm. you don't touch it. You don't fight it. You allow it. You welcome it. And and what you are that's welcoming it is is what you really are and what you're not can't stand against it. So that's brilliant. That's a superb breakthrough. Never forget, Nicole, and never backslide into anything other than the fact that you allow and you welcome. Yes. Powerful. Yes, Keith. Thank yeah. you. I just wanted and to hear that. The gates of hell cannot stand against non-judgment and non-resistance. It yeah. can't stand. And Keith, Keith, one little comment, oh, even with like in the midst of where my life is at, I'm just yeah. welcoming it again with you always saying it. So I'm like, it doesn't matter what, what's ever happening. Just look yeah. at it. I'm not trying to fight it anymore. So it's just, it's really cool. And, and then the courses are coming to me more. It's like simple now. So it's, I'm starting to get it a little bit more. So yeah, I just wanted yeah. to share that. Thank you guys. Thank you. If the course is getting simple, you're doing it right. <laughs> if it seems complicated, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. So again, so the first thing we establish is that I, I already am peaceful and all I have to do is fall back into welcoming and allowing to to feel that peace. And then I can have that peace no matter what's happening in my life. No matter what. So we're letting go of I need I need my life to be like this. I need my life to be like that. Well, but that's what that gets let go of. And then life just moves into flow. Mm. Yeah, but 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 and and ironically, life will start working much better <laughs> But yeah. but only when we don't need it to. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. how I feel. 
Definitely. And so and so we find our peace in the Holy Spirit, not in our body, not in our health, not in our money, not in our job. We feel yeah. peace in the Holy Spirit. And then we don't and then it doesn't matter what's happening in the other areas because our peace is not coming from there. And then by that, everything just starts working out better. N not attaching myself to outcomes. Right. Keith, just not even learning to not attach to it. Right. Just letting things letting well, it happen. Yeah, because if you are, you're not identifying with the Holy Spirit. Because if you're mm -hmm. identifying with the Holy Spirit, you are you are feeling the natural peace, joy, and love of your being, mm. like you've been doing during the week. And 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 if you're going, well, I need the world to be a certain way. Well, you have, um, as Mara said earlier on, you have abandoned yourself mm. to identify as the movie character and going, yeah. well, I need the, I need the world to change so I can be peaceful. No, you don't. You need to remember what you are, and you're already peaceful. You are peace. Right. Yeah. And and again, that was the crucial thing I had to learn with the anxiety is that um I, I don't I don't say I'll be peaceful when the anxiety's gone. Mm -hmm. I realize I can I can be peaceful anyway. And then yes. the anxiety couldn't stand against that. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Powerful. Excellent awesome. breakthrough. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing, Nicole. So where should we go next, Eli? Marsha, you can go Hello. ahead. Yes. The stage okay. is yours, Marsha. You can take somebody, yourself. Yeah. Somebody. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't even know where to start. I mean, it's like everybody's just getting all these wonderful insights and it's going on for sure. Um, last week after this wonderful Zoom, I had at least an hour of an ego attack that was so strong. I had to go outside and sit. And my cat came up and it was just the two of us. And I just sat there and looked at the trees and appreciated the birds. And and the, and the crux of that was, as I've explained before, my way of throwing up a, a wall of oblivion is to drink wine. Mm -hmm. And I just absolutely can't do it. And yet I've been trying to put that square peg into the round hole, no matter what my will you know, I keep, you know, like, well, you know, you, you don't touch it. You know, I, I was using all this convoluted uh, reasoning, which was not reasoning at all. It was a, an excuse. So anyway, mm -hmm. I've, I've stopped, which is really good. And I'm so glad for the peace. When I wake up in the morning, I go, I didn't drink last night. You know, and it was never that it was such a hideous, horrible thing, but it's a big, big habit. Every single night, I had to have something outside of myself to make me happy, to make me peaceful. And I knew it. So this part last week was I wanted my husband to go get me a bottle of wine. And he's so good because he says, no, he's done enabling me and I can't mm -hmm. drive so I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking you know my husband's not cooperating with me I can't do anything and that's when I went outside and had a gigantic salt yeah and then I I kept doing it though you're never upset for the reason you think and I love that thing where you do you know you breathe it's spacious I'm not, you know, I can tell when I'm all contracted. So I just sat there and, uh, and it did pass. And, um, oh, wait a minute. 
Okay. Um, so one day at a time, one day at a time. I don't know when it's going to hit again because it will. It always does. You know, for the past 50 years, it would hit. And um, long story short, though, I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming that because I know it's a huge darkness that's coming up to be released. But along with that, every morning when I wake up, I, I'm in horrible pain. So I can hardly get out of bed. You know, my knees, my hips, my back, blah, blah. And I go, oh, another day of letting the darkness come to the light. And I, I welcome it. It's not that I'm happy about pain, but like you're saying, the welcome. I can get through this with Jesus. Then my husband has cancer. Well, he's going through treatment, but now part of it on his head is coming back. And I think, well, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to us. You know, I don't. And the fact is, we, we're both very peaceful. You know, we've got doctors, we've got appointments, you know, and I was doing the wine, you know, to get through all this stuff, thinking that that's what I needed. But I think I'm really at that point where the rubber meets the road and I'm really willing to just let it all go. Because what you've been saying, I just say, yes, I can't even remember what you've been saying, but it's perfect. What everybody else has been saying is perfect. I'm right where I should be, and I am welcoming any darkness that comes in because I know it's the way out. It is. And the darkness can't stand against the welcome. I love it. I love it. So I just want to say thank you. Probably didn't say half of what I wanted to say, but I talked too much anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I'm a Marcia. Gemini. What can you expect? <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Marcia. Pleasure, you pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Uh, so, Rich, go for it. Yes, Rich is next. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Rich. I'm another Gemini, just to let you all know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> thank you so much, Keith. That's really uh, helped. So just a few questions around uh, pain. Mm -hmm. um, so um, when when pain comes up, are you saying to just deal with the energy? There's no kind of... Um, you know, you wouldn't suggest saying, you know, I forgive these thoughts or there's no verbal kind of um, interaction because sometimes I'm not even aware of what the, you know, just the pain is there. I'm not aware of any specific thought. I mean, presumably there's a, there is a thought. Um, so is it just about observing in a non-judgmental way the energy? It really is. It really is. Yeah. And... Um... And and that's what that's why I was doing the meditations the last few. I'm not going to keep doing the meditations because I know some people will will just naturally have resistance to you know experiential aspect of things. But I I want all of our lessons to have some kind of experiential dimension to them. Um, but and and the goal is that at some point you can you can feel what it is to be the welcoming, to be the non-resistance, to be the um the non-judgment because that's your right mind and that's always in your mind uh it it, it it you know it appears to get mixed with experience um and suffering and all of these things but but it's it's always itself it's it, it's never colored by um experience and thoughts and feelings it, it's always there pristine in the background of our mind our being is always perfect 
you know, it is the memory of what we are as God created us in consciousness. It is right there behind the mess that's going on. The stories of who I am and what happened and what should have happened and what didn't happen and why I should and I shouldn't and the and the pain and the guilt and the judgment and the hate and the spite. In behind all of that, none of that's you. That's just what you're holding in your fist. Um, and, and we've just done that for so long that we think that's who I am, but it's not. All that can be let go and you are the sky there behind the clouds. And so it, it is, it is really, again, going back to that, you know, the Holy Spirit asks, but this of you. In other words, nothing but this. Bring him all the darkness. So, you know, and that just means you join with the Holy Spirit as a non-judgmental observer. You you just simply be the awareness. You You completely welcome because love doesn't oppose. You completely welcome the darkness and the darkness is revealed as the illusion that it is. Because, because, because the more you learn how to welcome, the more you identify as that which is welcoming. Uh, the, the more you practice non-judgment, the more you realize you are the non-judgment. Um, it's what you are, you're not a person. And as you practice forgiveness more and more, and that's like with Nicole, what she was saying earlier on about the tears and the love, is it, as soon as you begin to realize you're not a person, you are the non-judgment and the non-resistance um, in behind that's looking at the person. Um, then suddenly that love, which is an intrinsic part of what you are as God created you, just starts to shine in your mind. And so all you ever want to do is you want to not analyze your ego, not fight your ego, not try and um, change your ego, not not try and choose against it. Instead, what you want to do is be fully present, do what love does and don't oppose. Welcome the darkness and you realize you're that which is welcoming and not what's being welcomed. Does that make sense? Thanks, Rich. Uh, so, okay, we'll draw a line under things. I will we'll go to Robin in a moment. And Eli, if you want to have a quick scour just through the, the, the chat box and see if there's anything we need to get you, and then we'll finish up. So, Robin, the stage is yours. Go for it. Okay, this is a cookie. Uh, in response to Rich about, is there words you can say? I use, this happens all the time for me. I was mildly depressed. And I ego speaks first. It starts saying, well, let's figure out why are you depressed? You're a spiritual person. You shouldn't be depressed. I said, oh, I felt the contraction. I go, I go, I love it that this is happening. Oh, goody universe. I'm so glad. Woohoo. You brought me exactly what I wanted. And the depression was gone because I'm laughing. Yeah. You, uh, yes. Another you welcomed one. it. I pet peeve as I'm lost. I'm driving. I felt the contraction. Oh, I hate it when I'm lost. And I said, oh, I told them my passenger, I go, we're lost again. I love it when this happens. And she started <laughs> laughing and I started laughing and it broke. The resist, I'm just welcoming it. Who cares? That's it. I love it. The universe That's is it. always perfect. Like yep. uh, Byron Katie said, when you uh, when you are, are at war with what is, you will lose. So just yeah. welcome it, accept it. Brilliant. Those Perfect. Are words I, those are words I use, Rich. It's Perfect. Kind of, I kind and of the words don't matter. It. It, the words yeah. don't matter. It's that yeah. the words bring you back into the welcoming. Exactly. So there's no magic in the words, but the yes. welcoming, the power of the universe resides there. Perfect. Exactly. Thank you very much, Robin. 
Perfect. Is there anything we need to get to Eli before we wrap up? Um, no, um, the chat is all good. I'm just doing a private chat with Heidi here with a little something to do with this, but you don't need to get involved in that. So other than that, sure. you're done. Guys, thanks a million for your attention today. And I hope you got something good out of today's um, episode. And, and, you know, what I really want you to practice during the week is not feeling guilty about the darkness coming up in you, not feeling like you're failing the course, not feeling ashamed with Jesus. Uh, you welcome it. You, this is the way home. It's, can I allow this? In other words, all those horrors inside of you are sustained because you don't actually allow them. You go unconscious in them. And instead, what you want to do is you want to be the allower of them. Because um, the allower of them is not them. Okay, so you want to practice, you know, every time an irritation comes up in your mind, instead of going, oh, I shouldn't feel like that. Instead, go, can I allow this? Okay, that's the mistake where you go, oh, I feel an irritation. This is not how I should be with the chorus. Let me take my mind off that. No, 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 no. Let's go back. Can I allow that? That's how it's removed for all eternity. And that's the way home. So guys, thanks a million. Have a wonderful Sunday, uh, a brilliant week ahead, and we'll all catch up in the group. Cheers. Thank, thank you. you so much, Keith. This was thank another you. wonderful Thank one. you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.